0: The Holy Gospel is written in the seventh chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark, beginning at the 31st verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus, departing from the coasts of Tyre and Sidon, came unto the Sea of Galilee, through the midst of the coasts of Decapolis. And they bring unto him one that was deaf, and had an impediment in his speech, and they beseech him to put his hand upon him. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers into his ears, and he spit and touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed, and saith unto him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And straightway his ears were opened, and the string of his tongue was loosed, and he spoke plain. But he charged them that they should tell no man. But the more he charged them, so much the more a great deal they published it, and were beyond measure astonished, saying, he hath done all things well. He maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. (coughs) Now in the culture of Jesus' day, those with disabilities were often excluded from their community because of their disability. We see this played out in the Gospels in references to disabled people living outside villages and towns and being beggars on the streets. Those who were Jews were excluded from worship at the temple because of their disability. And Jesus' acts of healing were therefore acts of inclusion because as a result, those healed were reintegrated into their community. For those who are Jews, we often read of these people being sent to the authorities after their healing in order that they can then return to their communities. Despite this, as the theologian John Hull has noted, many disabled people rightly claim the Bible and the Christian faith are not so much part of the answer but part of the problem for them. And John Hull notes that many Christians still persist with the literal concept of miracle and that the imitation of Christ is sometimes thought to involve healing miracles for disabled people. In addition, the Bible itself depicts many disabilities in a, a negative way. He gives blindness as one example due to his own personal experience of that condition which, as he says, is frequently used in the Bible as a metaphor for sin and unbelief. This is a metaphor taken from the world of sighted people and used to marginalize and demean the world of blind people. And the result of these negative features of the Christian tradition, John Hull says, is that disabled people usually find better things to do on a Sunday morning than go to church. But that situation is the reverse of what Jesus intended when he healed. He intended to include disabled people in the community, the culture and the worship of his day. But it is fact, I think, that some aspects of the Christian tradition which he began have resulted in disabled people experiencing a sense of exclusion. John Hull has said that the true miracle is when disabled people are fully integrated into church life and accepted exactly as they are. And this is, I think, something for us to think through here at St. Stephen Walbrook. We inhabit a space which is a visual treasure chest. We rightly value Wren's masterpiece as being the pride of English architecture and uh, because of the sensitive mirroring of Wren's dome with Henry Moore's altar and Patrick Heron's kneelers creating harmonious space in this place. However, those who are blind cannot see what we see in this space. And those with mobility impairments cannot access the place in order to see what we see. And all the while that those who cannot access and see the glories of this space, uh, all the while that those of us who can access and see the glories of this space accept that others cannot we are actually in part a space and a community of exclusion. We are a community whose mission statement says that we seek to provide, without prejudice or expectation, a safe and welcoming place for people, for all people. And we therefore need to creatively imagine how we can include those who are currently excluded from this building. Jesus, in order to communicate with the man in our gospel story, used touch and gesture. Now there are several different theories as to why Jesus acted in ways um, in relation to this man that seemed very strange to us. He put his fingers in the man's ears he spat before putting his fingers on the man's tongue and he looked up to heaven before healing the man. The simplest explanation of these strange um, actions would seem to be that touch and gesture were the ways in which communication could take place with this man because of his deafness and his speech impediment. And it says to me that the starting point for inclusion for us as for Jesus is to try and enter to some extent the world of the other person. In this case, that man who was deaf and who had a speech impediment. It may only be as we connect with the different world that others inhabit that understanding can come from which inclusion can then develop. John Hull says, the major disabilities create a distinctive world of experience, so different from the world in which the majority live as to constitute different human worlds. The powerful majority often create a world which is assumed to be the only world. And those who do not share this world are regarded as being without a world and are pitied or patronized. This idea of multiple worlds, he suggests, is of great political and social significance. If you do not understand my world as a blind person, how can we relate to each other with mutual respect? If we rush too soon to be a single world, we create an exclusive domination. So the only way, he suggests, to create a unity of the human species is to go through multiplicity. The way to unity is through diversity. We must include the different human worlds of experience, such as the disabled worlds that we have been thinking about. And just as the church cannot be holy or Catholic without the equal ministry of women with men, so it cannot be holy or Catholic without the equal prophetic and sacramental ministry of disabled people together with those who are able-bodied. Amen.